Yo, 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 welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Ace Boogie Podcast, and this is episode five. And on this episode, I'll be talking about my baby, my fiance, my future wifey. I'll be talking about Angela Brown, a.k.a. Angie, a.k.a. Joy Rowe, Angie, a.k.a. Angie B. I'll be talking about my baby. On this episode, I'm going to be a little more vulnerable, a little more honest, and I'm going to reach back in the past. This episode means a lot because this person means a lot. Like, this woman is my everything, and this woman means the world to me. And in this episode, you're going to see the journey of me being starting from a boy to a man. I'll put it that way. I ain't going to attack and kill myself. But long story short, you're going to see me just... You're going to see the journey and you're going to see the difference versus me then to now. And as we go on more and more with the podcast, you will kind of see the difference and see the new me versus the old me. The old me was a motherfucker. So the old me was a motherfucker. Like I was a single man who, you know, believed in stupid ways, stupid valuable lessons and all types of dumb shit like it meant and it seemed like it was everything back then it seemed like it made sense and part of it was a lot of it was stupidity a lot of it was like bad parenting shout out to my pops i love you but a lot of it was like bad you know just bad lessons you come up on as a man growing up in the hood and a man who grew up with, you know, your father, that's a certain way. I ain't going to deep it, dive all into it. But your father a certain way, your uncle's a certain way, and the men around you a certain way. It's like you kind of pick up certain values and certain rules and certain codes you go by. And as you get older and as you mature and as you become a man, as you become a family man and a father... And a husband, fiance, or whatever, you kind of figure out a lot of what you've been taught was kind of fucked up. And it's just one of them things where it's like you learn that what you just what you've been taught just ain't right. Like, and I'm a like I really get what it is now because it's one of them things where it's like I could decipher what it was. I was taught versus what I would teach versus what I think is right. Like what I was taught would just be a man. And I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to go all into deep and diving. But I was taught to be a man and do certain stuff. A man has needs. A a man moved this way. But that's not the way I teach my sons. I teach my sons the way you, you, you be single. You date. You date, (laughs) you date, you court, and then you just, you know, you be a man, a relationship man. You develop the, you develop the things you need, the tools that you need to be a a married man. You develop the things that you need to be a relationship man. You develop the tools that helps you be a great husband. All of them is tools, like. I believe in starting at a point where you say, hey, I'm single, I'm having fun, I'm doing me, I'm only concentrating on me. Then you get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to be, I'm ready to court. I'm ready to find a woman that I really want to be with. I'm ready to date with a purpose. After dating with a purpose, I'm ready to be in a relationship with the woman I've chosen. After the being in a relationship with the woman I've chosen, after, I would say, two to three years, I figure out if I'm going to be with this woman or if I'm not going to be with this woman. Because I feel two to three years is enough time to figure out if you want to marry this woman or not, if you want to be with this woman or not, if you're trying to grow, have a future with this woman. I feel two to three years is, is a... Is enough time. I feel like that's enough time. To me, that's the ideal time. Like, it can happen in a year. It can happen in a couple of months. It can happen in 
two years, one year, you know, but by year three, realistically, you should know if you're going to marry this woman, if you want to be with this woman. And I feel like I didn't always, I didn't go by that process. That's the process I teach my sons. I tried to go by that process, but it didn't happen like that. I started having fun. Then I wanted to be serious. Then I was having fun. Then I was having fun. Then I was having fun. Then I tried to get serious. But then I wanted to have fun. So I, the way I teach my sons is the way if I could go back. And I can't even say that. Like, I hate to say go back. But I would do things different if I could. But I feel like the journey is the journey. Like, a lot of times we say, oh, if I could go back... See, a lot of shit is like, you can't go back. A lot of shit is just like, I made this decision and I got to figure out my next couple of steps to get me to where I need to be. You know, I done fucked up the route. So now I got to detour and take a different route. But the way I teach my sons is that way. I teach my sons, be single, enjoy it. You find somebody like you really like and appreciate. You feel like you got all the single shit out of you. Then you just court somebody. You have to court somebody. You figure out. You date them. Get in a relationship. You figure out if you're going to marry them or not. If not, you go your way. She go your way. And you just be open and honest about the whole process. Like, take your time and figure out and know that, hey, I want to be single for this long. And figure out the next step. I want to be in a relationship. I want to get married or I want to go the opposite way and continuously do what I do. But you, it has to be in your timing. That's the thing. That's the way we're not taught. We're not taught that. We're taught to, you know, either be single forever or we taught to be in a relationship with a woman, get our wife, get our woman, our fiance, and just to be a hoe and do whatever we do on the side and do all that shit. But that's the way we're taught. And it's like, you have to give your kids, your nephews, the neighborhood kids, people you mentor or talk to. Like, you want to let them know, like, it's steps to this. It's, take the proper steps. You don't have to do it the way I was taught or the way most people try to teach you. You could do it the proper way. You could do it in a way where it's like, okay, you know, I'm doing it this way. And this is the way I want to do it eventually. I hopefully I end up married and doing what I got to do. But as you hear my story and my journey with Angie, you will see that the way I went about it was all crazy. Because I can honestly say right now, I was doing like some different shit. Like I was going off the energy I was getting, but it was like I didn't think for one moment to rise to the occasion be their better man first, then do stuff. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, I'll be the great man, and I'll be the man you want me to be when you be my woman. I was in, I was trying to do it that way, but that's not how it works. I know now being older, being more mature, being the man I am now at 40, that you have to show and prove before you get to the next step. You have to prove to the woman that hey I'm this guy and I can be this man for you and we can go further once you see my actions and me doing what I need to do versus hey dumbass way I was doing be my woman then I do all that other shit it's not a negotiation it's you have to do this shit to win a heart to win a trust to show them that you serious and then you move on because when a woman really, really loves us, it's one of them things where they'll put up with a lot of shit to do a lot of shit because a lot of times they see the potential in you and they love you so much. Some of it is, some of it is stupidity and some women, not all women. Some women, most women just say, oh, he fuck me good. He buy me things. He do this. He'll kill anybody for me. He'll do this. He'll do that. That's not the way it should go. You should look at a man and say, hey, this man is somebody I know can grow into this. This man I know can take certain steps. I know this man goes. I know what he want to do. I know where he want to go. 
I know where his future plans is. I know how important it is for him to be the man he want to be. And I believe in his dreams and I believe in him. When you do that, you see past everything that man going through at that moment. You see everything. Like, you really see everything. And you see that I trust and believe that he's going to grow to this. He's not at this point now, but I trust and believe with time he'll grow to be this person. And every woman don't have that fucking gift. Because you want to know why? Because you don't believe that. You want to believe that. It's a difference between believing that and want to be there, believe that. Like, you can be the biggest whole nigga, the biggest person who do this and do that. But unless you ready, unless you can really see in a man that this is what he ultimately wants, he would die doing this stuff. His life would not be complete doing this without doing these things. Then you just going off what you hope and what you wish. You can't go off what you hope and wish. You have to go on his progress, how important like marriage is to him, how important family life is to him, how important being a father is to him, how being a husband is to him, and his overall goals in life. First of all, if a nigga don't have goals off rip, or you don't know where he's trying to be or where he's trying to go, that's already a bad sign. In order to be a great husband, a great man, and all of these things, you have to know where you want to go and what you want to do. And that's not, to me, that's not even for discussion. That's not a debate. That's not nothing. Because you can say, oh, I don't know what I want to do, but I could grow up. No, every man knows that he want to do certain things. Or he knows that it's a certain woman that will change him. Like, you know that it's a certain woman that will change you and make you be like, okay, I'll do anything for this woman. And that's kind of like what it was with Angie. Like, it was one of them things where I always knew that ultimately I had to rise to the occasion to be with this woman. Every man know when you meet a certain woman, the shit you can get away with, the shit you can do. Like, every woman is in the category. It's the nice-ass woman that just gonna go by anything you say. It's the woman that loves you and believes in you and wants you to be this person and really believes you're going to be this person and trust the words that you're speaking. Then it's the woman that's like, no, nigga, I need to see all actions and everything or we're not going to be together. And then, you know, you got the low self-esteem ass woman. You got the woman that's just like, whatever you tell me, I'm going to believe. So you got the whatever you tell me, I'm going to believe. You got the woman that really believes in you, love you so much. And do see the progress, but it ain't over-the-top progress. It ain't where it need to be. Then you got the woman that's going to hold you accountable. Like, nigga, get it right or I'm done. I'm leaving. And I feel every woman has to be to the point where it's like, I'm going to leave or else. You're going to get this together as a man or you're going to go a different way. So it's like, it has to be that. It has to be, do this for me and show me that you care. Show me that you want to do this. And then I'll be the person, be the woman you want me to be. But you have to show me. I'm not going off your words. I'm going off actions. And, you know, that's how, that's how me and Angie worked out. Because it's like when I met Angie in 97, I met her in 1997. want to say October. Probably between August and let's say November. But we went in 97. And we was working at the same job. I was a shift manager. And, you know, she came in and um, she came in for a job, for a um, position. And I'll never forget, like, I remember my auntie talking to her, getting her application. And just, like, conversating with her about the position and, you know, what she looking for. And I remember coming up, interrupting my auntie, introducing myself to her, saying hi, whatever. And... I know most people don't believe in that love from sight shit. I know, like, I didn't believe in that shit. But when I spoke to the, when I spoke to her, and I remember, I, my auntie is my witness. She is my witness. I remember telling my auntie, I like this. I like this girl right here. Like this gonna be my woman. I'm gonna be with her. I'm gonna marry her. Like this the one. Like 
I told my auntie that from day one, like, man, I really like this woman, and I want to get to know her, and I think she's going to be the one. Like, she was just different. Like, I've like, met a lot of women. i met a lot of women, attractive women, you know, all types of women in race, religions, and it just was something about me and her that kind of stuck with me and always stuck with me because after I met her and talked to her, and just was like, you know, I had a conversation with her. I kind of went back and did some investigated, creepy, crazy shit. I didn't even go say it's crazy. I was investigating. You could say it's crazy, but I was investigating. And I went back and I remember back in them times, 97. Damn, I sound old, but hey, I love it. But back in them times, you were, you know, by me being the I was a shift manager but I really was like a fucking store manager I really was I really was like a fucking district manager but my auntie was a store manager shout out to my auntie hey Fee I love you and my auntie was a store manager and I was a shift manager and I remember just telling my auntie like man we gotta hire her fuck everything she has to get hired I need to see her and talk to her more and, and we'll work the other shit out later and I remember my auntie, at that time, my auntie was like, pretty much, hey, you run this shit, I uh, get the reward, we keep moving, I love you, my nephew, just keep the business doing what he do, and I'm cool with that. So, my auntie pretty much let me do the hiring, the training, the firing, the running meetings, the everything. She kind of saw earlier on that I was... I had that boss mentality in me. And I feel like that's why she pushed me more into college and other little things. But my auntie always saw something in me that other people didn't see. So, long story short, she basically let me say, okay, you hire her, you you train her, you do this, whatever. So, when I went back and looked at her application, I just saw, like, her application just yelled at me. And it was like, looking at people's application, you see somebody went the school they did this they did that it's rare that people applications yell at you you mostly look for like okay did they graduate high school do they got a diploma degree or whatever where are they at and when i looked at hers it was just like oh she graduated high school she had a baby she was valedictorian she was this she was that and just the way she carried herself, it was like no other 17, 18 year old. It was just different. It was just like, who the fuck is this person? Who the fuck is this girl? Like, it was just like a woman. And it reminded me so much of my mother, just the way she carried herself and the way she was. And it kind of scared me at first that she had a kid. But it was just like, oh, this kind of dope that she like this and got a kid and it just intrigued me it made me want to learn more about her so you know the more i kind of looked at the application the more i was like already ready to hire her and kind of just go through the process but it was like at the time i met her and i did the application and that process i was still a hoe like i was still like I'm not even going to say dating. I was just doing what a man do. I was meeting women. I was having fun. I worked a lot. So it was always like, I'm here this day. I'm there that next day. I'm here. I'm doing this. You know what it is. I'm not trying to be in a relationship. Like my motto was straight 100%. I'm not trying to be in a relationship. I don't want to think about a relationship. Relationship is not an option. I don't want kids. I don't want marriage. I don't want nothing. I just want to be single and have fun. Everything else is down the line. Eventually, yes, I do want to be in a relationship, get married, have a wife, have kids, and be the man I ultimately want to be, and be the perfect husband, be the perfect father. But I knew that wasn't about 25 to 30. So I just wanted to be a hoe. Like, I literally just wanted to be a hoe. I just wanted to fuck, make my money, have fun, travel, and do whatever. So when she finally got there, you know, I tried to holler. And, you know, she was basically like, I got a man, this is that, I'm doing this that. So I got her number. And when she gave me her number, I knew I had a chance. 
Like, I knew she was a good girl, but you know how sometimes you meet a girl and it's just like, okay, I got a man, but I'll give you my number. I can have friends I can talk. And you know you don't got a fucking shot. A lot of the times, most of them not going to give you your number unless they intrigued or want to hear from you or see what you're talking about. And I knew it was the reason why she was giving me her number. And I knew... A girl like that would not give me her number if if I didn't have a chance. Or if I couldn't, you know, prove to her I could be better than dude. Because later on, the finding out dude wasn't all that. He wasn't doing what he had to do. But he, she was in a relationship with him. She loved him. That was her dude. You know, she had a baby bomb. And, you know, she really felt some way. And she a good girl. Most good women, young women... And women, it's like, I with this person, I'm going to stick to the code. I'm going to be right. That's what I'm going to do. So I already knew it was just going to be a conversation thing. I knew I didn't stand a chance doing nothing else. Because I could tell she was loyal as hell. And that's how you could tell certain women versus other women. You know, if she was extremely happy, I know she wouldn't have gave me the number. But by I knew her being on the fence, like, I got to be faithful. I got to be this. But I entertain shit. But I'm not going to do shit. So I knew that's what it was with her. So I didn't mind talking to her because talking, as y'all can see, is my thing and always been my thing. So I didn't mind being that person that say, let me conversate because that was my thing. Like back then, that was my thing. Let me just get a conversation, hear what I got to say and see where we go from there. So I tried to holler. I got her number. We be playing close and we was like real cool. Like, we just talked about everything. It was like, you know, we just got real cool. And it was just like, damn, why you... I'm thinking in my head, why are you messing with this nigga? But I knew what it was. So it's like, I'm not no hating-ass motherfucker. So I'm not going to keep going on with, why you with him? I could do better than I'm going to do. I just kept sticking with the man. We need to kick it. We need to, you know, talk more. We need to do this. I was taking all the proper baby steps. So, you know, we stay friends and you know we just became close like we became close where we talked about everything we got like deep like it was like I was talking to a therapist and it was just like we got like deep in we we got deep in our childhoods our relationship with our parents our brothers and sisters and just everything and we figured out damn we were similar as hell like I'm a Virgo she a cancer so that stuck with me too like damn we kind of compatible and it just was one of them things where it was like I really dig her and we became so close it was like she ended up being my best friend like we ended up being close as hell like we ended up sharing everything I ended up being vulnerable with her like I never by my mom you know falling hard on drugs and going through the shit she went through and you know her mama going through what her mama went through and just the relationship with our parents and it was just like I can open up and I felt easy opening up and connecting with her I never did that with no other no other girl no other woman I never opened up and was as vulnerable and as honest and just you know deep down to myself you know only women I did that with was the women in my life like my aunties my female friends and you know, like my stepmother and just the women in my life, the important women in my life, like my my own mother, my stepmother and my aunties and, you know, some of the closest women in my life. But it just I never was able to do that with not even my boys. Like you always open with your boys, but you just don't say, share certain stuff. And I feel like that's why the woman relationship with a man is so different, because we can be vulnerable with some of our boys and. And 100% with some of our boys. But that's not with all our boys. But with a woman, you just dig deeper when you're talking about stuff. Because when you're talking to your boy, it's a a boy-man shit. You're not going all the way down into, like, your deepest fears and the goals you want to have all the way. You don't have a lot of friends, men friends, that you really dig deep and share your insecurities and show just your vulnerability and all the things like that so we just became close and it was like without a shadow of a doubt we became best friends i remember telling her like 
man, you my best friend. And, you know, at first it was skeptical of her, but she ended up feeling it too. Like, man, like, we, like, connected. Like, that shit just became so close. So, you know, we finally become intimate. And, you know, we finally got to that point where I'm like, finally, yes, I'm about to get some draws. Let me see how this shit is. Let me see if the really the connection that I wanted to be. And that shit was incredible. Like, that shit was good. Like, I like I didn't really do what I want to do because it, the first time always a tricky time. You never really get to do what you want to do. So the first time was like one of them wild-ass nights where it was like a rainy night, cold night. And at this time, I didn't have a car. So I caught the bus. She meet me halfway. We ended up going to her crib. And it was just like a cold night. I didn't really get to do what I wanted to do. Like, me and y'all know, like, I didn't really, really get to do what I needed to do. I was all right. I did my thing, but it wasn't, like, my thing, my thing. But we ended up doing something. We ended up doing it um, again or whatever. And by this time, I was really up to the whole shit. Like, I was just, at this point, I was just still doing me. Like, I was still dating. I was still, like, being single me. And I didn't take that all the way serious because I was single me. And I remember one day, I remember inviting her over, talking to her, catching up with her. And I'm just saying, won't you come over? You know, I finally talked her into coming over one night. And I had to work that day. I never forget that day. I had to work that day. And I remember messing with this girl at work. And I remember just like, damn, why did I do this? And it was just like, fuck that. You a man. Let it go. You, she coming over tonight. You already did what you did. Just continue this. Fuck that. Continue that shit. So I really wanted to see her so bad. So I'm like, look, man, come over. I'll see you tonight. I got home. Took a quick shower. Chill. She came over that night. Had sex with her. And I bombed. Like, I was fucking terrible. Like, I couldn't get hard. I was just terrible. And it was like... I it, I know that was God. I know that was like some deeper and bigger because it's like I never had that happen. I done had sex with different women in the same day. Fucked up, but I was young. And I done did it a, a, I done did a couple of times. Like I done did it before. And it was just like that shit was like a sign like <laughs> you not getting away with this shit. This shit is not gonna happen again. This woman is different. And that's when I realized she was different. Because I know I'm sitting there tapping my shit. And I'm like, come on, man. Come on. You, me and y'all know. Y'all know we had that pep talk. And I'm having that pep talk like, come on, come on, come on, come on, man. You can, don't let me die right here. Please don't do this to me. And it just it just didn't work. Like, doing what I did earlier that day, exercise, go to play basketball, I fucked myself up. And I know it wasn't just that. I know it was something deeper now. I know that was God. But trying to, like, go to work for 10 hours, hoop, uh, have sex at work, and do all this stuff, and try to do this with a woman that's worth it, and a woman that you know is on a certain pedestal, oh, God let me know that day. He let me know, no, you're not getting away with this. This is going to be a lesson. And I bombed. I remember us trying to have sex and me just not being able to get hard. Her like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And she didn't kill me. I know she wanted to kill me, but she didn't kill me. And I knew the way she handled it and the way I felt after, I knew it was like, oh, this is a sign. This is something deeper. And, you know, she made me feel good. Like, it's all right. It's all right. I still feel bad. Like, I should have. And it was just like, damn, that shit fucked up. So after time, I ended up being honest and telling her, like, yeah, I did this just now. I apologize. I'm sorry. I promise I'm going to make up to this. I'm not this dickhead person I am at this moment. And I promise I'll make up to you. So, you know, after that, after I fucked that shit up, it just, it got to a point where we got in a crossroads. And I was basically like, look, she came to me. She told me she was about to be in a relationship with another dude. And that shit fucked me up. That shit killed me. Because it was like, I knew 
that I had the potential to be great and I wanted to be great and I didn't want to let this woman out of my life. I knew it. But I couldn't be mad at her decision because when she came to me and just told me and came over and was just like, look, I wanted to fuck with you, but I feel like I can't trust you. This other dude I kind of known and grew up with and fuck with and been talking to, he's offering something better. And when I say that shit hurt, that shit was like the worst shit ever. Like, I never been in breakups and relationships and dealt with heartbreak. This was my first heartbreak. And when I say this shit killed me, I feel like Will Smith and Hitch. I feel like, damn, I like, I love this woman. I like this woman. I love this woman. I want to be with her. But it was just like, I just fucked it up. And I remember like talking to her and telling her like, no, man, pick, please pick me. Please be with me. And please be with me. And I remember her saying like, I can't. I know he want to be in a relationship. I know he got his shit together. I know he doing what he want to do. I know how he feel about me. And you just ain't the person. Because you're not going to give up being a hoe. And that shit hurt it. Like, that shit was like... I went through all the pain shit. Like, when I say I went through all the pain shit... It was just like... Man... I went through all the listen to Luther... The crying, the sad, the women ain't shit. <laughs> the trying to mess with other women in the process. And it just was like, to a point, I knew it was bad when I didn't even want to mess with women no more. Like, and by no more, it means, meaning that I just didn't want to fuck nobody else. I just didn't want to see women. I just needed a break. And it's just like, when I know... I'm going through a, a situation like that and I don't want to fuck through it. I don't want to do so. I don't want to be around women. I don't want to do certain stuff. That's when I knew it was serious. I knew it was serious because it was just like that was that's was always my way of dealing with the break. Not really breakups because like I said, I wasn't in a relationship, but that was always my way of dealing with, okay, I ain't messing with you no more. So I'm going to go do this. That was always my way to rebound and get my shit back together is to mess with another woman or other women. And it was just like, man, like, it was a reality check. You know, I just, like, I took it hard. Like, most people take their first breakup hard, but I took this shit real hard, y'all. Like, I took this shit so hard where I took a year off sex. I committed to to praying to God, getting closer to God. I always had a relationship with God, but this brought me closer to God. I was reading the Bible. I was working out. I was staying at home. I only would go to work and to home. I didn't get haircuts. I didn't, like, shave. I didn't do shit. Like, I literally just let myself get bad. Like, no haircuts, no going out with women, no going out with the fellas. I stopped kind of dealing with my guys that was dealing with females and I kind of just got in a place where I just wanted to focus on myself and get to know myself and that's when I knew it was something special about her and I knew that this was going to change my life somehow so by me doing this and just basically just saying alright I'm going to go without sex I'm going to get closer with God I'm going to cry my heart out. I'm going to listen to Luther. I'm going to listen to all the sad Gerald Avery songs. I'm going to listen to all the slow R&B. And that's all I would do is like listen to sad-ass R&B for a month or two. Be in the dark. Close the blinds. Close the curtains. And just really just like feel bad and just pray to God. And just, you know, I didn't want to talk to her. I started out trying to talk to her and still be friends. But I couldn't do it. And it was just like, it was just sad. Like I was just. I was just fucked up. And um, I was just in a place where it was just like, I just want to figure this out and never let this pain happen to me no more. Like, that shit fucked me up where it just had me figuring out my goals, figuring out my plan, and just rethinking my plan and just challenging myself to be a better man, man. Like, I swear, like, I had so many women throwing themselves at me, and I just was like, no, nah, I'm straight. I didn't holler. I didn't flirt. I didn't do certain things. 
And it was just women practically saying. And then the more I started talking about it, the more it made more women be like, no, I'm going to fuck this nigga. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. Or I want to pursue him. I want to take it with him. And I just want to do it. Like, I would be cool with people and cool with females and talk to them. But I would just let them know off rip. Like, look, man, I'm not having sex. I'm not having sex for a year. You know, I went through some shit. I ain't trying to really fuck with nobody like that. I don't want to break nobody hard. I ain't trying to do none of that. I just kind of want to chill, make my money, and just chill. I ain't want to travel. I ain't want to go nowhere. All I did is really exercise, play basketball, and basically come to the house, watch TV, and just read and do whatever I had to do. And God, I just got closer with God. Like it taught, it got me closer to God. And it got me more in what I need to do and what I need to be, who I need to be. And, um, you know, after that, you know, I, I was working at, um, I was a manager and I was working at rallies and I ended up getting close with some women there. And that's how I ended up meeting my, um, my kid's mother at, and I ended up being real close with her. I remember telling her, you know, that I went through all this stuff and I remember telling her that you know, how I felt, where I am at, and me and her became close, and she respected the fact that I was doing that, and she basically, we started off at France, and was real close friends, and it just got to be something else, because I felt a certain connection with her, and we ended up being cool, we ended up being cool, we ended up getting together, and we ended up being in a relationship, and you know, she was the first person I messed with after, you know, the the year thing. I messed with her probably a day after. And we ended up becoming close. And then now I'm stuck in a position where it's like, okay, I'm with her and we doing us. And me and Angie became friends again. And we ended up all going to WC3. And now... I'm stuck because I'm happy in my relationship, but it's still, I still got a feeling and I still got a, damn, I want to be friends with her. I got to, I want to figure out how to be friends with her and have my relationship because at that point I was in love with my, my um, girl, my kid's mom, and I didn't know how. And, and maybe me not knowing how was the best thing for everybody. And the reason why everything worked out a certain way, because if I did figure out how to have both of them be friends and to really make that work, because it was an uncomfortable thing for me. I'm not used to people I dated or dated being around a woman I'm with. I'm not that dude. Like, I don't have people around that I fucked or did certain stuff or you know, really felt some way about it. You know, I don't bring people like that around my mate. So it was like weird and having a friend that was my best friend that I know now to this day, I felt a certain way about. I knew before it was like I had feelings for her, but I didn't know it was like a feeling that it was just like something different. I'm thinking, okay, you meet your, you introduce your friend to your woman. And I could have did that, but I didn't know how to do that. And I feel like I wasn't taught that. I didn't know how to do that. And I tried to do it, but I ended up coming out weird and sneaky and slick. And it just was bad. Like, it was just bad. Like, I tried to have them talk and kick. And they was, but by me being so vulnerable and honest with my baby mom about how I felt about her and who she was... It made me be uncomfortable. And it made me look at her uncomfortable. Because even though she was in a relationship. I was in a relationship. It just made me just feel weird. And it just made me feel weird. And then eventually like. The more that. You know me and my. The closer me and my baby mom got. And she got closer with her dude. It just was like. Okay, I'm going to figure this out. But then it got to a point I was like, I don't want to figure it out, man. Like, I feel too weird them being around each other. I don't know how to do this without being phony. Because if I was being slick, I could have did it. I could have just been like, this my friend, this my homie. And I could have did it. But by me loving my baby mom 
and respecting the shit out of and loving my best friend. I just couldn't do that. I couldn't be a savage in that moment. If I didn't care for them, I could have easily did it. But I care for both of them, and I just couldn't do that. Like, certain things I don't cross the line on. That was like crossing the line. So, you know, I tried to make that work. And then it was like, it was cool. My baby mom was like, all right, you talking to her? It's all good. It's cool. I understand. That's your friend. It is what it is as long as you ain't doing the whole shit. And I wasn't. And me and her ended up being close as hell. And it was like, okay, we both relationships. We ended up getting closer and closer as friends and doing certain things. And it was just like, okay, it's normal again now. We not around each other. We not doing stuff. And it's just like, it's starting to get normal. And it's like, okay, I can do that. And at that time, well, before that, I had my first son. Quali, what's up? I had my first son. And it was just like, I wanted to be like, come to the hospital and come see my son, come do this. Because I knew that would have been the right thing to do. Like, okay, my best friend should be here when I'm having a son and I'm going through this. And she should meet him and it should be cool. She should come congratulate me and my baby mom. But that feeling of that wasn't right, that that wasn't a thing to do, just kept hitting me. It just kept hitting me like, dog, don't do that. That shit ain't right. Don't do it. So... It just made me be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And we just became, we kept being closer. And we kept being closer. And then it got to a point where, you know, my baby mom felt some type of way about, like, me doing certain stuff. Like, it started getting creepy and crazy and weird and looking like I was doing shit. Really, I really wasn't. I was pulling up in the car after work, sitting in the car for an hour or 45 minutes and you know I was doing sneaky shit when I was talking to Angie which I didn't have to do but I was doing and it just got weird as hell and that's my woman when she got pissed at me and was just like look you doing too much different shit this shit not seeming right you gotta chill on talking to her I feel uncomfortable in this situation I'm your woman and I, I had to respect it because she my woman and it just was getting too weird. So, you know, I ended up trying to, t- ended up trying to say I was going to do it, but I did do it. I still was, like, emailing, doing certain stuff, and it just pissed her off more, my woman. It was just like, look, nigga, you doing all this. It's getting too crazy. You need to stop talking to her. And it was like, she ended up finding out I was still talking to her when I lied and said I wasn't. And that shit just got extra weird and crazy. And it just put me in a fucked up situation. So, it just was crazy. And then when I had to tell Angie that, it was just like, well, why is this? And, and then I, I hate explaining this shit that put me in a weird situation. I hate doing that. So, me and my baby mom ended up breaking up or whatever. And then I was single I was dating. I was on my thought shit. I was on my whole shit. Just doing me, doing whatever I was doing. Being my single dickhead self. And it got to a point where me and Angie both was single. Like, we both was single. I want to say her dude was was gone or whatever. And it was just one of them things. We both was kind of single. But at the point in her life, she was trying to figure out, was it worth trying to make some work with dude or was it worth messing with me and she ultimately decided that I need to see where this is going before I do something else because if I don't I'm gonna cheat on you I'm gonna play you I'm gonna do this and I wasn't trying to hear that shit and I basically said the craziest one of the craziest things I ever said I ended up telling her like look this is fucked up so (laughs) bear with me I ended up telling her like look Either you gonna be with me or I'm gonna be with my baby mama. Like, you need to know tonight. Because if I'm not with you, I'm gonna be with my baby mom. And that was raw, honest, and fucked up. But it was the truth. Because I felt like at the point, me and my baby mom was going through what we was going through, me and she was going through what we was going through. But it was just like, I'm not, I'm gonna be with one of y'all. It's up to you to figure it out right now. I'm giving you the choice right now. You gonna be with me? And say fuck dude. Or you basically just gonna pick dude. You gotta make a choice tonight. 
And I don't know if she thought I was playing, but I was serious to say it. And when she said, I need to do this, you got to do what you got to do, I did what I had to do. My baby mom was a good woman, man. A lot of this shit didn't work because of the stupid shit I was doing. And I could have did stuff a lot different. As much as I loved Angie and I wanted to be with Angie, it's just if I did a lot of shit different and handled shit a lot of different way, maybe me and Angie don't end up together. But that's when God worked the way it's supposed to work. That's when things work the way it's supposed to work. So everything happened for a reason. And it just was like, it was one of them things where it was like, nigga, you're not going to give me no ultimatum. I'm trying to protect you and protect me. So she said, I'm going to do me. And I'm going to figure this out and get back with you. And I said, I'm going to get back with my baby mom. And I really did that. And I tried to, you know, make it work and do whatever. And it did work. I started, had to do a lot of begging and forgiveness and all types of stuff. And I ended up proposing to her. And we ended up, you know, going to counseling for a minute. And we ended up getting married. And we ended up getting married. And, um... You know, well, way before we got married, we ended up just getting back together, getting closer or whatever. And we ended up just, me and my baby mom ended up getting closer or whatever. And I remember my baby mom somehow getting Angie's number through my phone or whatever. And I remember her calling her and telling, talking to her. And it was just like, damn. That shit, that never happened to me in life. So that fucked me up. That she really called her and talked to her, and they had a conversation, they was just honest with each other, and they basically was just telling the truth, and I got caught up in my shit, because I was trying to just, I was being honest, but I wasn't 100% honest, and it was just like, I was telling my baby mom that, you know, I want to be with her, I want to do certain things different, and, you know, I was telling her all the things on this side for her to be with me and do stuff. And I wasn't 100% honest with her with telling her everything. But I felt I was honest with Angie. I feel like I was telling her certain things like, look, it's this, this, and that. And you can say I wasn't 100% because it's like she didn't get what I was saying. Even though I was saying it, it wasn't one of them things where it's like, I don't believe the shit this nigga's saying. I really was serious about what I was saying. But I wasn't all the way... Honest with it to the fact that I didn't tell her I was already talking to her and I was already putting the ball in her court too. And that's where the bullshit came in because I told her I wanted to be with her and I I, I loved her and I, and I wanted to do this and it was either or. But I didn't tell her I was already pursuing her and talking to her at that time and dating her. So that was some, some shit and it was fucked up. And I felt bad for doing that to Angie and I felt bad for you know, doing that to tell and just, you know, just not being 100% honest. Because I was honest, but I wasn't 100%. And when you're dealing with these things, you need to be 100% honest. You have to be 100% honest. So it's like when they talked and they conversed and, and compared notes, it kind of like fucked me up. Like it had me like, now it's all bad because now my baby moms don't ever want me to talk to her again. And I have to respect my baby mom since I'm with her and I'm about to marry. We already about to get married and all that. And it just was like one of them things where it's like you have to be the man you want to be. You getting married. You need to grow the fuck up. You need to do what you need to do. You've been through counseling. It's time to put her first. So now I'm all about putting Chantel first. I'm all about putting her first and doing what I got to do to make my marriage work. And I remember having that conversation with and after that, like, look, I'm about to get married. I'm going to figure this shit out. I can't talk to you, but I'm going to figure it out, and we're going to talk again. Now, to her, it all to this day, it felt like I never was going to talk to her again. But I just wanted it to die down in my relationship where it was the time to talk to you again. And it wasn't the time. Like, timing is everything, and I'm learning. Growing up, growing now, and growing up, then at that moment, it taught me that that timing is everything. You have to be honest. You have to be a certain way. Like, you have to do what you have to do to be honest. You got to be 100% honest and really say what it is. And I felt like 
I wasn't like that. I wasn't doing that. You know, I was trying to be honest and make things work and do certain things a certain way, but I was just failing at it. I was in a position that I'd never been in, and I didn't handle it right. I fucked it all up. I wasn't doing thing, handling things as a man, doing stuff the way I needed to be. Handling it the way I needed to. So, we ended up marrying Chantel. We ended up doing certain things. And I didn't talk to Angie. And it's like, I always had... I always had a time where I was. But it just... I was trying to make things work. Be a perfect man. And I was going to get to that where it was comfortable with my wife. And comfortable with talking to her again. And, and get her back on page. But it's like... That shit didn't work with Chantel. And it didn't work because... It was like the R. Kelly shit. Like, when a woman fed up, they fed up. Like, true, I married her. I started being the man I wanted to be. I started being a good husband. Well, I started I started off being a good husband, doing everything I needed to do. I was doing everything right. I was being on top of my father's shit. I was being on top of the shit with her. I was putting her first. I was doing things. She went on a little trip with some friends and my sister. And... It didn't feel right to her because it was like, it was like a rush thing. It was like, we didn't deal with a lot of things that we should have dealt with, with the therapist. And we didn't handle a lot of shit. We didn't do the premarital counseling and that kind of fucked us up because it was like, she was on the point where it was like, it's too little, too late. It's not working the way I want. I just want to break to rethink stuff and kind of get stuff right. And to kind of get us back on page. And instead of me being a man that I could have been just with the shit. Like, let's do therapy. Let's make it work. I do whatever. I didn't want to do that, man. I feel like that was a sign from God to just be like, this ain't working. I already wasted this woman time. It's already been 10, 12 years. I wasted her time. I disappointed her. I let her down. I let myself down. It's just like, I owe it to her to like find happiness somewhere else. Or do something else. So I made that decision to just say, man, look, man, we just need to get a divorce, let it go, and just break up. And we did that. She agreed. It hurt both of us, but that was the right decision. And it felt right. Because even getting married, I could look back now and say, at the altar, it did feel weird not having my best friend there or not being... It felt like I was marrying the wrong person. And it felt like that because my heart was always with Angie. And it's just like, it could have been with Chantel, but I just handled things wrong. And we just went about things different and wrong. And it was just a lot of hurt and pain. And it's like, things could have been different if I handled it right. But I feel like ultimately it was just always Angie. And I felt like, you know, when I didn't talk to her and I lost contact and I didn't have her number no more and I didn't have you know her address or certain things I didn't know it just was like damn I was lost now not only did I just lose my wife who I love I love I lost my best friend slash future fiance slash future wife and I, I lost the woman that I know I cared about and I wanted to be with and I always felt that deep down that that was the woman I was supposed to be with and it was just like, man, I don't know if I ever talk to her again. I don't know if she ever listened to me again. And it just got to a point where it was just like, I have to make this work. So I started praying to God, talking to God more again. Like, man, please, please help me. Like, please let me get this woman back in my life. Please help me do what I need to do. Please help me do this and do that. Please I do anything. If you allow this woman to be in my life, I promise I'll do everything I need to do to keep her. And I won't disappoint and I'll do what I got to do. And I really, you know, said that prayer over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I always wondered what she was doing. I always missed her. I always just, and I know I let her down. And it was like I heard her so many times with the, I'm not ready to be, you know, I wasn't the man she wanted me to be in, in 90, 98, 97. I wasn't the man she wanted me to be. And I know that let her down. And that was something that always stuck with her. And then on top of that, the, the shit I did in that time. And then on top of that, the, 
we best friends, and I'm telling her she's my best friend. I'm treating her like she's my best friend, but then I let her down and then get married to somebody. Well, get married and then don't invite her and don't, you know, don't include her as a friend because honestly, and all honestly, like, she wanted to be a certain way. So, you just, you live and learn and you know that you gotta do things different. And you learn that, hey, I fucked up. I did this. And I apologize. And I'm sorry for not including you in my shit. I'm sorry for that. Like, she even wanted to be a friend in my shit. That's what hurt so most. She didn't even really care. Like, she didn't really think too much about us being married, us being a relationship. She just looked at it from a friend standpoint. If that's the decision you make, I want to support you and be happy. And I couldn't even give her that. So that felt even worse. And then I just let her, you know, I just felt like all the bullshit off and on. It's just I finally started getting my shit together. I finally ended up talking to her again. I finally started trying to fuck with her or do whatever. But then I got on my bullshit where I was also my whole ass shit single again. And I still was dating. So I finally got my shit together after dating. I finally told her I wanted to be with her. I finally asked her to move in. I finally started doing therapy taking her to church, getting closer with God, both of us, you know, we start doing couple things, hanging around couples, I start being more romantic and thoughtful, I start sharing more with her, and I just start being more the man that she needed me to be, I started growing up a lot, all my future plans was really coming in fruition, you know, I really started doing the counseling thing for real, I started dedicating myself to that, changing our circles, our couple circles, and the growth really happened with me. And it's just like I started being the man that I wanted to be. And I just let her know, like, man, I love you and I will never want to be without you. And I'll do anything to make you happy. I'm not the man I want to be, but I know I'm making steps to be there. I know I'm going to be a good husband. I know I'm going to be a good man, but I'm not there. I'm doing things good and right. I'm being more romantic. I'm being more, spending more time. I'm doing more things right. And I am getting close to being that man I want to be. And I am almost there. You know, I could really say I'm like 90, 95%. But I want to be 100. And I feel like I'm working towards that. And I'm getting towards that. So we pray. We pray for each other. We, we know, we do church together. We talk to God. You know, we figure out how we going to deal with situations. We don't pack and just run and do certain things. And... Everything is about her, man. Like, being honest, communicating better, not letting our temper get the best of us. So, I just feel like we. I'm finally being the man I want to be. I'm finally being the dude I want to be. And I'm finally committed to making her happy and doing everything she needs me to do. So, I'm working towards being that man. I'm close to being that man. And it's just now figuring out everything as far as, like, Dealing with situations and everything else and us getting married and doing stuff. We got a house together. We about to get the house together. We live together. We've been living together for two, three years. So, you know, everything working out. Like, I'm finally being the man I wanted, wanted to be and I'm finally being the man she wanted me to be. I'm being romantic, more thoughtful, communication better, honest, caring, loving, and, you know, I'm almost there. I'm not there, but I'm almost there. So, Angie, baby, I love you. I'm sorry for everything I put you through. And I promise to be the man that you need me to be and want me to be. And I got you. And I'm sorry for all the hurt, all the pain, everything I put you through with my baby mom, everything I put you through by myself. Just all the fucked up things I do. With Mother's Day coming up, I just want to let you know that I love you. Happy Mother's Day. I appreciate you. And I promise to continue to grow and be a better man. And be the man you need me to be. And I promise all the mistakes I made, I apologize for. And I promise to be the man you need me to be. And I love you, baby. And I got you.
please forgive me for everything I did. And happy Mother's Day. And I love you. And I promise you're going to have everything that you always wanted. Because I really care about that. So thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode. Until next time, I'll holler at y'all. One.